Hello and welcome to Diane Lake's podcast, Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Our show teaches you how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that will make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purpose to manifest in the earth. Welcome to Wednesday evening session of the Prophetic Impact Tour, which was held April 26th through 29th, 2023 in Missoula, Montana. In this episode, you'll hear Gail Sheehan, Director of Christian International Apostolic Network. The session topic, A Time of Kingdom Divide Between Light and Darkness. Let's get started. Uh, We believe that people ought to be able to hear God's voice uh, and be impactful uh, right with their calling and with the purpose that God has called them to. So uh, Alan and Diane are helping us a lot with that. One in particular, you'll get to hear from Apostle Vance tomorrow morning, all right? He is our leader from the West, and uh, when you guys think of West, you may think of the West here, but when he thinks of the West as a region, uh, in, it goes to Fiji, all right? So <laughs> it goes about that far. So that's he's got a big vision, and he and his wife, Debbie, so you'll get to hear from them. And so great to have Roy and Lorelai with us. Our leaders from Spokane uh, came over. We were with them uh, not too long ago uh, with an impact tour. So, uh, And we so appreciate Pastor Robert opening up the sanctuary for us to host us. Amen. And uh, I like what he said. We believe that something should change this week. All right. Uh, we believe that when the voice of the Lord comes, uh, that things change. All right. And that things shift. Uh, and we've seen some great uh, testimonies of that. And so we do believe that uh, for each of you that are actually are uh, registered for the conference, you will get a prophetic word because we like prophetic words too. And, and one of the things that Bishop Hammond, our leader, has pioneered is the ability really to deliver a lot of personal prophetic words. Uh, and I think corporately throughout all of CI, we've probably ministered to a half a million people uh, prophetically uh, to release the word of the Lord to them. And uh, so that was something that Bishop Hammond pioneered many, many years ago when at that point of time it was pretty much thought the only way you could ever prophesy was if you were shaking and quaking and about to explode, all right? And some of you probably came from some backgrounds like that, all right? And uh, so he had a revelation that you could actually prophesy by faith, all right? And that was totally going upstream of the current church world at the time. Uh, But since that time, he's now known as the father of the prophetic in many nations of the earth and and, uh, has launched many into that realm. And the great news is, Uh, The Bible tells us all that we can prophesy, not just for one or two, all right? And so that's the other side of the prophetic that we really believe in, is not only to receive, but to give out, all right? And that the Lord will want to use many of you to do that in very strategic ways. I'm going to give away a couple things. I've got some things on a book table in the back. Uh, One book called Miracles Now uh, that's focused on healing, physical healing miracles. Uh, And we've seen just a tremendous amount of those over the past uh, years. And God's doing some really new things. So I want to give a free book away with any uh, CD uh, that you can uh, receive for a uh, $10 donation. So I just want to give away a couple of these tonight. I want to give this one uh, to my uh, brother and sister in the very back row. Uh, you have a, a like a green shirt on. All right. Yeah, this couple back here looking around. I want to give this one to you. Uh, this is called O Ye of Great Faith. All right. Yeah, both of you come up. Can you come up too? Can you come up? Come up as well? You know, Jesus said two people had great faith. One was a centurion who believed that just the word of the Lord could change things. Uh, The other was a Syrophoenician woman who fought through the fact that Jesus called her a dog, and she still didn't leave, all right? (laughs) So I want to give this to you guys, all right, and just pray for you if I could. Yeah, just come on. All right, and what's your names? Marilyn. Marilyn and Kevin. Father, I just thank you for Kevin and Marilyn tonight, Lord, and I lay hands on them, and I charge them for this year and for this season. 
For the Lord would say, son and daughter, I have even strategically positioned you in the marketplace, says God. And the Lord would say that I've given you many giftings and abilities. And the Lord would say that you've known success in that arena uh, in very strategic ways. Uh, but the Lord would say you haven't seen anything yet, says God. Uh, for the Lord would say that I'm empowering you to even equip others. And the Lord would say there's going to be a great harvest that comes from the marketplace, uh, from those that I've positioned to be influential there. And the Lord would say that I've called you to even to be those that do that, says God. And the Lord would say that I'm going to even open some new doors uh, concerning finances for you. And the Lord would say that there's going to come some funding uh, to portions of a new vision that I'm even going to launch within your hearts this week, says God. And the Lord would say that I'm going to open a, open a door of opportunity to have you walk through uh, to be influential and to see many transferred from darkness to light. And so, Father, right now, I just loose that anointing on my brother and sister tonight. Father, decree the breakthrough of the Lord that rests upon them will touch many in the days and in the years ahead. And do you have a natural daughter? Yeah. Is she here tonight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Lord's speaking to me about her, all right? Okay. And that you guys have, have been uh, in, the, in the trenches warring for her, all right? And it's almost been like, can there be any hope in this situation? But I hear the Lord say that he's the God of hope and he's the God of breakthrough. And that the Lord has not released her, all right? Uh, there's some things that are shaking in her life that aren't easy, all right? Uh, but you're going to know that God isn't trying to shake her to destroy her, uh, but to shake her to an awareness of her destiny, all right? And, and, the, and the, in this year of 23, there's going to be a divine shift and turnaround uh, that's going to come to her life, and you're going to see the reward of your faithfulness and prayer breakthrough for her. What's her name? Okay, Father, right now, we just send your word, Father, to this daughter in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I break every shackle that would war with her. Father, every soul tie that's not of you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I sever it tonight. And, Lord, we decree her footsteps to be ordered of you. And we release that now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right. All right. Well, I've got some things uh, I want to I share uh, with you tonight. Uh, how many know that we're in some strategic times in the earth today, all right? And that in a lot of ways, you know, it looks like maybe there's some darkness that uh, is, is around us, all right, that we see. Uh, but the good news is God is a God of breakthrough, all right? Uh, and he's the God of light shining in darkness when the darkness doesn't overpower it, all right? But uh, it drives the darkness away. I'll just tell you a, a quick uh, summary of, of kind of our background, Shelly and I. Um, I, as you heard, I came from a lot of the science backgrounds and, and things like that. Uh, and so during that process of time, uh, I actually became agnostic, maybe atheist, uh, until I was about 26 years old, all right? Uh, the Bible actually has a name for those kind of people. Uh, he calls them fools, actually, is what God said, right? Those that don't believe in God are fools, all right? It, it's interesting. I was telling Shelley that uh, there's a scripture in Romans uh, that talks about the end days, uh, and there's one particular scripture that says that there's going to be a time when people are become so... Uh, progressive in their thinking that they become morons, all right? So progressive in their thinking that they become morons. And you know what? We see that, I think, in the earth today, all right? Very visibly, the things that, you know, we, we see, we never thought we'd ever be dealing with, I don't think, even 10 years ago, maybe, 10 or 20 years. So things are changing fast, but how many know God's still in control, all right? And so I was 26, and I was born and raised on a farm in the Midwest. So I spent hours and hours on tractors and doing stuff like that. Uh, and so I was living by myself in the country, and my life had really crumbled uh, you know, a lot uh, through uh, just a lot of uh, distress and despair. I had a good job working for a chemical company, so things on the outside looked pretty good. Uh, but on the inside, they weren't good, all right? It really came to a place of desperation, really. And so I was out just walking one night uh, by myself, and I remembered where I'd heard from somewhere where it said, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened, all right? And I just was thinking of that, and I said, God, 
if you're real, I'm asking for help, all right? Uh, and so uh, the next thing that happened was that God spoke to me, all right? Now, what most people didn't know about me at this point of time, except my really good friends, uh, was that I'd been high every day for about eight years and had thousands of dollars of marijuana growing on my farm, all right? And so that was going to be my cash crop for the year, all right? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's good to know that God will speak to unbelievers in a drug culture, you know? He can reach us wherever we are, uh, wherever, uh, you know, he can speak our language. And so he spoke to me, and he told me to get a Bible that I had buried away with all my college books my mom had given me many years before, uh, and it was actually a giant print Bible, one of those that are really thick and have really big words, all right? And I know her strategy was that if the words were big enough, they'd work on me sometime, all right? <laughs> and so I get this Bible, uh, and I just, you know, I don't know anything about Old Testament, New Testament, so I get it, and I just lay down on my living room floor and open up and start to read, uh, and it's Matthew 7-7 that says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. And I just said it's true, uh, meaning that God was real and that this Bible was going to have a place in my life. So that's how I got born again. I didn't really know the terminology uh, of being born again that night, but, but I was changed that night and uh, went around, shook all my friends and told them God was real and they all looked at me really strange, you know, during, <laughs> during that time. Uh, but the interesting part about that is when I was actually born, I see we have a little teeny baby here, and I love babies, so uh, they're special, amen, in God's sight. But uh, when I was born, uh, the time uh, was actually 707, all right? And so when I got born again, it was Matthew 77. When I got born again, uh, it, was, it was Matthew 7, 7. When I was born in the natural, it was 707. And so after about a year... Uh, I found the scripture that said, if you find a wife, you find a good thing, all right? And so I said, I know what I'll do. I'll go find a girl whose birthday is 7-7, seven, seven, all right? <laughs> I didn't actually think that, but you know what? When I found Shelly, guess what? Her birthday is 7-7, seven, seven, July 7th, 7-7, seven, 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 all right? Our daughter got married on 7-7-7, seven, 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 uh, and our first grandson coming into the earth uh, came in right on time on the 7th, all right? And so, you know, God has a way of humorous in some ways, you know, uh, to uh, cause us just to know that he's involved in our life, that we each have a unique race to run uh, and uh, something that uh, is different than anybody else. Uh, and so you're only in that race with yourself, all right? Uh, nobody else is your competitor. It's to run with the Lord. I want to tell you one quick story before I jump into to, uh, some of these slides I'd like to show you tonight. And that is in Florida, you know, we didn't, when we moved to Florida, we didn't know about alligators. All right? We didn't have a lot of alligators in Illinois, all right, where we came from, right? And so we found out that there were a lot of alligators there. So there's a story of this man that has this lake in Florida, uh, and it's a lake that's filled with alligators, all right? And so uh, he had a challenge for people, and he would take him out. Uh, to the middle of this lake, all right, on a pontoon kind of a boat, uh, and he would challenge anyone, if you would jump in and swim to the shore, uh, he would give them a million dollars, right? And so he did it over and over again. No one ever took him up on it. Uh, no one ever did it uh, until one day, all right, he's out there with a group of people, and all of a sudden, this man jumps in the water and starts swimming. The alligators start chasing him to the bank. He gets to the bank and crawls out and runs up on the, on the side of the lake, and they bring the boat back. And the guy that uh, put up the challenge came over to him and said, he said, that was amazing. He said, we have never had anyone as brave as you were uh, to jump in and take this challenge before. And the guy said, jump in? What do you mean jump in? My wife pushed me in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the moral of that story is behind every good man is a good woman, all right? Or at least a pushy one, one or the other, right? <laughs> so uh, how many know it's all right to laugh in, in the presence of the Lord too? You know, that's one thing we believe. The joy of the Lord is our strength. 
Well, I want to talk to you tonight about what I sense for this year of 23, uh, and then share just a little bit what I sense specifically uh, for Montana uh, and what the Lord is, is actually doing here. And so when the Lord began to show me this year, I saw like a line drawn, uh, vision, like a vision of a line drawn on the earth. And then that line uh, began to be a cavern, all right, and began to separate uh, the sides. Uh, and it became kind of like this, kind of like this visual one where it ended up to be kind of a deep cavern uh, between the two sides. And one side was a kingdom of light, and the other side was a kingdom of darkness, all right? Now, I want to have you turn with me to Isaiah uh, chapter 60 uh, tonight. I'm going to look at a scripture there and read this to you. I think in, in terms of timetable where we are, I sense a real urgency like in my spirit this year about the timing of the Lord, about where we are uh, corporately and about what God's doing and where we're headed. And I think Isaiah 60 is probably the best scripture that kind of summarizes that. And so I just want to read that to you. And it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. And the nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. And then uh, lift, skip down to verse 5. And it says, And then you will see and be radiant, and your heart will thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you, and the wealth of the nations will come to you. And you know, when we talk about wealth of nations, you know, we may think of a lot of different things from, you know, gold and silver and diamonds and things that may be resources in nations. But really the true wealth of any nation are the people of the nation, right? And so God is actually pouring out his spirit in unique ways around the world today. Uh, we hear such tremendous stories in places like Iran, uh, where uh, many are seeing visions of Jesus and coming to the Lord. And so I really believe we're in that season where it said that God's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and that we're in that timing. And so uh, I grew up in Illinois, all right, in central Illinois, in like the 80s and 90s, and I love sports, so I've had a, a lot of a big sports background. I've done a lot of things that way. And so in, in our territory, uh, whenever you thought of the number 23, uh, you thought of one person, all right, uh, that represented victory. Uh, he won about six NBA titles, all right, with the Chicago Bulls, all right, uh, and his name was Michael Jordan, all right. And so that number 23 was just associated with, with victory, uh, with breakthrough, uh, and with things like that. And so uh, when we look at this next slide, we see a, a picture uh, of uh, something you've seen around everywhere now, uh, Air Jordan shoes and this logo uh, that uh, has happened over many, many years. Uh, and it's interesting, if you happen to have a pair of these shoes in your closet, uh, the last pair that sold went for about $640,000, all right? Uh, they're that valuable. My uh, sister, her husband passed away a few years ago, and he was a card collector. Uh, and he, co he collected not just basketball, but baseball and all kind of different cards. And so as she was running through all the things that he had, she stumbled on uh, a Michael Jordan rookie card, all right? Uh, and guess what? She sold that card just a couple of years ago for $35,000, all right? Uh, and so, you know, there's crazy kind of money associated with, with anything nostalgic in a lot of different ways, not just Michael Jordan, but other things as well. Uh, but right before I go on, I want to give another thing away. I want to give this one away uh, that says, you are the light. You know, in Matthew, it, it talks about, and in John, it says that, Jesus is a true light that comes into every world and enlightens every man, all right? So he's a true light. But then in Matthew chapter 5, it also says that we are the light, all right? And so what God's going to do in the earth from here on out involves us, all right? Involves his people, 
Uh, that's how the demonstration of who Jesus is is going to happen in the earth. And so we are called to be light. And I want to give this one to my brother and sister back here. You have a ball cap on uh, back there? Yeah, you too? Yeah, come up if you guys would. All right. How I many know God's moving on a young generation, all right? Yeah. Amen. And so I want to give this to you guys. What, and what, what's your name? My name's Daniel. Oh, Daniel? Desiree. Desiree. Father, I just thank you for Daniel and Desiree today, Lord, and I lay hands on them. And, Father, I charge them for this year in Jesus' name. For the Lord would say, son and daughter, I'm looking for those that will be radical for me, says God. And the Lord would say that I've even put that passion in your heart. And the Lord would say that I'm going to stir up a new prophetic anointing in you, says the Lord. And the Lord would say you're going to stand and you're going to prophesy and you're going to speak the word of the Lord. And the Lord would say, daughter, I'm going to even move upon you in a vision realm, says God. And you're going to be a seer in my kingdom, in my camp. And the Lord says, I'm going to show you many things through dreams, through visions. And the Lord would say, sometimes it will have to do with the strategy of the Lord for breakthrough. And at other times, it will have to do with warring against the enemy uh, to stop his attacks, says the Lord. And the Lord would say, son, uh, I've put that boldness within you, even like Peter of old. And the Lord would say, even in your early years, it got you into some trouble uh, for a season of time, says God. But the Lord would say that you are redeemed, all right, by my blood, says the Lord. And the Lord would say, I'm going to use that strength and that boldness, uh, even as Peter of old was one to first jump into the battle, uh, jump into the things that were going on. Uh, God said, I've made you like that. And the Lord would say that it's going to be a good thing for breakthrough, says the Lord. And the, I hear the Lord saying also there's some uh, concern about uh, one of your parents, all right, uh, that are battling some things. Uh, and there's a, a physical attack uh, that's been kind of launched against them. Uh, and I just hear the Lord say that, that you guys are going to be ones who are going to be strength for them uh, in the midst of this battle, all right? And we're going to stand with them and decree the word of the Lord over them uh, and see life and strength come to them. And so, Father, I just lose that now, Father, to my brother and sister tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. All right. All right. All right, so back to Michael Jordan. We can go to this next slide. So this is one of the, you know, iconic pictures of, uh, represents him jumping. And he could, he could vertical jump 42 inches, which I don't know how tall that is, but maybe like that, all right? Uh, just standing, jumping that high. And no one at that point of time came close to that in the NBA. Uh, some now are at that level. Uh, but this is one of the famous pictures, all right? And so everywhere he was known as Air Jordan because it seemed like he hung for a long time in the air uh, whenever he jumped, all right? Uh, and he's known as Air Jordan. But then let's go to this next one. But the good news for us is we're not dependent on Air Jordan, all right? But there's another Air, all right? And who is our Air? Jesus is our heir, all right? Heir Jesus, and this scripture comes from Romans chapter 8, and it says, and if children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if we indeed suffer with him so that we also may be glorified with him, all right? And so that's important for us to know that in this time where it may even seem like darkness is prevailing in some ways in our nation, for sure. Uh, we've seen, we were talking a demise over these last couple of years uh, that no one ever would have expected, I don't think, in the U.S., all right? Uh, and there's a war for our nation going on right now. Uh, and I really felt as that prophetic word came earlier uh, that the Lord was saying that Montana is going to be an anchor for the nation, all right? Uh, you're, that you guys are going to represent righteousness. Uh, you're going to represent a strength, all right? Uh, and I, I heard the Lord say, and it wasn't like uh, not just because of the name of the sanctuary here and not because it was to be like a sanctuary city that we hear about, uh, but I heard the Lord say that the Montana was going to be a state of safety, right, in the days ahead. All right, a state of safety, and that there's going to come some things happen 
uh, in some of the states that are around you, all right? And there are going to be people coming to Montana uh, to find this place of safety and almost like a refuge, an oasis uh, in the mix and some of the destructive things that we're going to see on planet Earth and that we're going to see in the U.S. Uh, that are ahead. And so uh, know that, that God is going to use you to prepare a way uh, many times for some people to come and find this place as a place of righteousness and safety, all right? And I don't know what all that means. I have a, I have a glimpse of some of what I think it means, uh, but it's just like, get ready, all right? Uh, get ready for this day and this hour uh, that the Lord uh, has for you. Uh, and I hear for you, Pastor Robert, that's one of the reasons you're here, all right? Uh, and one of the reasons the Lord brought you to this city uh, for such a time as this, that you're going to have that revelation uh, that's going to happen. All right, so we can go on to this next one. So now what do we inherit, though, if we are heirs with Jesus, all right? And mainly what we inherit is actually the kingdom of God, right? We inherit the kingdom of God. When we're born again, uh, God uh, positions us. And sometimes it's hard for us to realize that the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places, all right? In Christ Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, uh, which is a place of authority. Uh, it's a place of ruling and reigning. And actually, the word for church has been probably one of the misused words most in the kingdom, all right? Uh, because typically, if you talk to anybody about church, all right, uh, it would mean a bit, maybe a building, all right? Talk about a church building. It may mean a service, a particular service, or we're going to church, all right? Uh, meaning that uh, we're going to, uh, for a time of worship and, and the word. But that's not actually what the word church means at all, right? And in the Bible, in the New Testament, the word church is the word ecclesia, right? Uh, and the ecclesia is actually a word that is very much governmental in nature, and it had to do with those that were called out to rule and to reign, all right, in different strategic positions. And so when we are the church, all right, that's who God has called us to be, all right? And so that's the kingdom that we have inherited, all right, uh, that ability to rule and reign with Jesus, all right? Now, the great news is we have some angels that are helping us, all right, uh, in our purpose and in God's plan, all right? And I may talk to you a little bit more later in the week about angels. We've had some angelic visitation that have been good, and, and we've seen the Lord do some great things in that way. Uh, but it, just, it is good to know that the God that we serve is the captain of the hosts, all right, uh, of the armies, plural, meaning us as an earthly army, uh, and also the angelic host is a heavenly army. And so uh, we're a part of that uh, purpose in God. And so here's what it, the definition is for heir. A person legally entitled to the property or rank of another person on that death, his eldest son and heir. And so we are joint heirs with everything that Jesus paid a price for, right? And there's actually a scripture that said that we're not to forget his benefits, all right? Uh, because he paid a great price for us. And when the enemy tries to war with you and say you're not going to be healed and you're entitled to it and all those kind of things, uh, we can say uh, because of Jesus, we're entitled uh, to everything that he's paid a great price for and that we're joint heirs with that. And so that means breakthrough in health. It means breakthrough in finances. It may, means breakthrough in destiny uh, for our families as well. Uh, and it means that God is uh, positioning us uh, to demonstrate who Jesus is in the earth today. And uh, this book on um, miracles, I'm going to give to my brother and sister right here. Uh, yeah, you guys. Yeah. And, and I want to pray for you if I could. I know this is Alan's sister, right? Which we never met until this trip. But I want to give this one to you guys. All right. All right, just stretch out your hands to this family tonight. Father, I just thank you for my brother and sister, this family. And Lord, we just lay hands on them and charge them for this season in Jesus' name. For the Lord would say, son and daughter, I am going to even use you in a demonstration of Jesus in some unique ways, says the Lord. And the Lord would say that there are going to be gifts of healing that you will walk in. 
And the Lord would say that you will lay hands on many in the days and in the years ahead and see wholeness and health come to them. And the Lord would say that even as the enemy would have warred with you, the Lord would say that I'm warring for you, says God. And the Lord would say that you will be known as those that will be called to pray for. And somebody will say, well, somebody's sick and we need to get them to pray. All right. And the Lord's going to use you uh, strategically in that way, says the Lord. And the Lord would say that I even have that divine purpose for each one of you, says the Lord. And the Lord would say, I'm not leaving anyone out of divine destiny and purposes and plans. And the Lord would say that even this young lady shall be one of great faith, says the Lord. And she'll be one that will say, we can do it, we can pray, we can believe, and she's going to see many great things happen and many miracles happen. And so, Lord, I just loose that now, Father, in the name of Jesus, and I just decree, Lord, that you are that God of wholeness and health. And, Lord, I decree over each one, Lord, spirit, soul, and body, Lord, the miracle-working power of Jesus and creative miracles to come forth. And, Lord, I loose that now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, God bless you guys. All right, God bless you. All right. All right, so we can go to this next one. Now, one of the keys for this year uh, is that it's to be a year uh, of wealth transfer. All right? And there's actually a scripture that talks about in the end days there's going to be a transfer of wealth from the kingdom of darkness to light. Uh, and if we go back to the scripture uh, that I, I was reading from in Isaiah, I want to read a little bit further tonight, and we'll go back to where we left off. In verse 5, it says, Then you will see and be radiant, your heart will thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you, the wealth of the nations will come to you, and a multitude of camels will cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah and all those from Sheba will come, and they will bring gold and frankincense and will bear good news of the praises of the Lord. And all the flocks of Kedar will be gathered together to you, and it talks about some other great things that are going to happen. But one of the meanings for this year uh, is that it's going to be a year where the camels come, all right? Where the camels come, all right? Uh, and if we went a little farther, I think I will uh, read uh, just this one uh, that talks about they come from Sheba. They will bring gold and frankincense. What's that sound like? Where have you ever heard that before? Sounds like what the Magi, right, were bringing to Jesus, right? Uh, and here it talks about for the purpose of the good news of the gospel to happen. And so this is going to be a year where camels are coming, which represents wealth, it represents finances, it represents provision, uh, coming at a level that's different than normal, right? And in fact, one of the meanings in the Hebrew for this year, it's going to be a year when someone will chase you down and bless you, all right, and be a benefactor, chase you down and be a benefactor for you. Now, uh, we've experienced that already this year, all right? Uh, happened in January. We saw a breakthrough in finances that, that we haven't seen in probably uh, at least 20 years, all right, uh, in terms of God's timing and his timetable. And uh, to back up just a little bit, 20 years ago when we, uh, we actually moved in 93 to be teamed up with Bishop Hammond, uh, who, by the way, uh, is uh, going to be 89 this year, all right, uh, in the summer in July. Uh, and uh, we're already planning for a celebration that we call a 7090 for 24. Uh, that means 70 years of ministry and uh, 90 years of age, all right? And he's always said, I'm going to preach, pray, and prophesy, all right, until I'm 95, and then I'm going to decide whether I go on or go up, all right? And uh, it's happening. You know, we're, we've, been, we've been hearing him say that for uh, us personally for probably 30 years now, uh, and so we see that, that happening. Uh, and so, uh, so there's some really great things happen. Uh, he has, I'm not sure if Diane mentioned, but he's, he's on a sabbatical from all travel uh, for this year. Uh, he actually had a fall uh, and broke his kneecap, all right, uh, and had some other complications with ribs. Uh, and so uh, he's on a sabbatical. That's why he's not here uh, personally, but you're going to get to hear from him tomorrow night, all right, and also on Friday night. And it will be interactive. All right, so we may be able to take a couple of questions, all right, uh, that you might have uh, that we'll have 
through my, my brother that helped me tremendously tonight to get these things uh, slides up, all right? Uh, we'll be uh, having an interactive thing by Zoom, uh, so you're not going to want to miss that, all right? He'll have something specifically uh, to say uh, for this season and for you. But uh, when Cho and I went to be team with CI, we left everything behind. We were the assistant pastor of a church of about 500 in the Midwest. Uh, and so the Lord spoke to us to go and be teamed with the vision of CI. And so when, I, when we got there, I didn't go to be on staff or have any position. So I couldn't find a job anywhere for about six months, looked everywhere, couldn't find anything. Uh, was really a, a very challenging time uh, for us. We had to wait for groceries to come to our door. People would bring things to us uh, during that season. Uh, and so uh, one Sunday morning, actually Bishop had a prophetic word corporately that God was going to release jobs. And, and so I reached up and grabbed one of those and took it and uh, sure enough got a job that week. Uh, the problem was it was three and a half hours away one way. All right. So I had to commute three and a half hours one way over the next three years or so uh, to be where I knew that God had called us to be. You know, it never says that God's plans are the easiest. It just says they're the best, all right? And so we have to remember that sometimes when it doesn't seem that way. And so, uh, so we, you know, we didn't have any money or anything, and, and so uh, there was another prophetic word uh, during that kind of period uh, that said uh, God was going to open up a window of opportunity for 30 days to buy property and land, all right? And so, again, we reached up and grabbed that word, all right? Now, we didn't have any money, all right, but you know what? When you have the word of the Lord, you don't have to have money, all right? So we went out and started looking at property and land, all right? And uh, we stumbled on this one five-acre parcel uh, that was just pine trees and sand roads, didn't look very spectacular, uh, but we really felt that was it, all right? And that God had a purpose and he had a, had a plan in that. And so... Uh, so we had to believe for $1,000 to come in to put down on a contract, which God brought in. And so we bought it for $27,500, right? We moved a mobile home on it, lived there for a while, uh, for several years. Uh, and during that time in our county, which now has become a big tourist area, uh, they decided they were going to make a new town called Newtown, all right? Uh, we have creative uh, people in our governmental body there. <laughs> So they're going to call it Newtown, and uh, the good news was a portion of Newtown was going to be on our property, all right? And so we knew, like, that was going to be a good thing. And so we waited another couple of years, uh, and we felt the Lord say to sell it right before the housing crash of 2008. And um, I went to a realtor and was talking to him and said, you know, I think we're, we want to sell it. You know, what do, what do you think it's worth? He said, well, he said, I think it's worth well over a million dollars, and my mouth kind of fell open, all right, when that happened. And uh, I said, what? And, and he said, yeah, I think it's worth over a million. So at first we were going to decide to list it at 1.2 million. And then someone else came to us and said, you know, I don't know why, uh, but I just think you're supposed to raise the price 300,000, all right? And so we did. So we listed it at 1.5 million. And guess what? It sold at 1.5 million, all right? So from 27,000 to 1.5 million, all by the power of a prophetic word, right? And so that's why the prophetic words are so important. That's why Paul charged Timothy to war with the words that you get. Uh, sometimes you have to war a long time uh, to see that breakthrough happen. Uh, but it did happen, and, and, and we rejoice. But you know what? We need, we need more miracles today. That's a long time ago, right? Uh, and, uh, but the most amazing part of that story is, uh, what would you think if I would ask you like 20 years later, what Newtown our property looked like? You know, you may think like high rises and condos and golf courses, but you know what? It looked exactly the same. Pine trees, sand roads, nothing changed. And you know why? They decided never to make Newtown. It never happened. All right? But you know what? God can take things from an unseen realm 
and manifest him in the earth, all right, by the power of his word, all right? And that's literally what happened in that, in that whole story. And so that's why I want to make reference, like 20 years, we haven't seen what we're seeing this year, right? In terms of camels coming, and it notices not just one, but a multitude of camels coming uh, for provision and for the breakthrough that God has for this year. So how many ready to have some camels at your door? You know, they're kind of mean. They kind of spit, all right? They, we rode camels one time in Israel, Shelly and I, all right? Uh, when you get on a camel, it's not like getting on a horse, all right? Uh, the camels kneel down, all right? And you get on their back, and they've got like this little kind of a, uh, what do you, I don't know what you call it, a seat of some sort, but you know, kind of a saddle, but not quite like you think of a saddle. And so the main thing you got to hold on to is a bar, right? There's a bar, like a trapeze bar, right, that's in front of you. And so uh, when the camels get up, it's not like smooth, right? It's like they jerk up, all right, and then they throw you forward with their back legs, all right? And Shelley just about did the twirl over the bar, <laughs> over the trapeze bar. And then for some unknown reason, when we ride these camels, they have a certain spot where they let you off, all right? Uh, and again, it's not smooth. And, and the place that they pick is on the side of, right by the side of a cliff, all right? So the camels go over there to let you down off of them, all right? And we had one, another ministry couple that was with us. She goes rolling off this camel, and I'm thinking, she's going right over the cliff, you know? But she didn't, she didn't go that far, so that was good. But, uh, so if you ever have a chance to ride a camel, it's a great thing to do. <laughs> but we're going to see some camels come to our, to our doors this year. So if you're ready for that, just lift your hands up, Father, right now. We decree your word from Isaiah, Lord, that says that camels will come with gold and frankincense, uh, representing provision for the gospel and good news. And Lord, we receive it tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you for that. Amen. All right, we can go to the next one here. Now, the Lord began to show me something uh, just within this last year about a difference between a door of opportunity and a window of opportunity, all right? And in Malachi, it actually talks about God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't contain. Uh, but the Lord began to show me that, like, when you go through a door of opportunity, it's like moving forward on the plan that you're already in, all right? That you already know, like, where you're headed, you've got some goals, and that God will supernaturally bring provision, uh, bring things to cause those goals to be known uh, and cause favor to happen. Uh, so there'll be like those doors of opportunity that will, will be strategic uh, in the Lord, all right? Which is a good thing, and, and we like doors of opportunity. But then he began to speak to me about windows of opportunity. Uh, and the difference is, with a window of opportunity, it's something that you've never thought about before, all right? Uh, because when you go into a house, you normally go through a door, not a window, right? But when windows of opportunity happen, it's strictly when God awakens something uh, that's new, all right? Uh, something that you didn't expect uh, and that represented great breakthrough, all right? And so this is going to be a year where there are going to be some of those kind of things. And we want to be ready for those as they begin uh, to happen. Uh, and I just hear for Alan and Diane, uh, that's what's happening right now uh, for you guys, all right? That there's been this combination of doors of opportunity and now windows of opportunity uh, representing God's breakthrough for position uh, and for provision uh, and for purposes and plans. Uh, and I heard the Lord say that, as well, tonight we're talking about a kingdom divide between light and darkness, uh, it's not surprising that as you're moving into this new season, you're going across a continental divide, all right? Uh, you're going across this continental divide uh, to be in this kingdom of light uh, that God is raising up in this season of time. Uh, and so God's going to begin to elevate you uh, with vision, with purpose, and even the, some of the plans you have right now uh, are not the full plan uh, that God's going to release to you in the days and in the years ahead. And so that uh, property is going to represent uh, a place of, of breakthrough, all right, 
Uh, it's going to represent a place of impact uh, that will happen there for many people in the days and years ahead. And it's going to represent that place where there is that merger of marketplace and ministry, right, uh, that's coming together in the heart of God, uh, that God's going to give you some strategic design uh, to make that happen. So, Father, we just decree that and loose that now in Jesus' name. And so uh, it, a few years ago, I was teaching at a conference in Florida, and I happened to read a, an article that day that said Florida was a number two state in the population of eagles, and that Alaska was number one, and Florida was number two, you know? And I read that article, and, and I just happened to say to the people that were there that night, I said, you know, I read this article, but I said, I've lived in Florida for 25 years now, uh, and I've never seen an eagle, all right? And I just happened to say that. Now, the conference host uh, liked to play golf. Uh, so he took me out on a golf course the very next morning, all right, in Florida. And so we go on this first hole of the golf course, and all of a sudden, eagles start gathering, all right, in the treetops, all right. And there were like five or six eagles that, that were there. And uh, I'm just looking at these eagles, and I'm thinking, this is really crazy. I just told them all last night, I've never seen an eagle 25 years. Now there's eagles that are gathering right here in Florida, all right. But the most amazing thing was one eagle came down and walked with us on the golf course, all right, as close as from me to Pastor Robert, all right, and it stayed with us for three holes of the golf course, just walking right along with us. We were like flying golf balls by its head, and it didn't know how much danger it was in probably, but, um, but it just stayed right with us. We tried to feed it some crackers and things, and, and uh, didn't like any of that, but it stayed with us and walked with us, you know, and so I'm riding in the golf cart now after about three holes, I'm thinking, this is really crazy. Last night, I told all the people I've never seen an eagle, and now there's one walking with me on the golf course, right? And I have pictures of it on my, on my phone. We took pictures on my phone. And so I'm riding along, uh, and the Lord spoke to me and spoke very clearly, and he said something. And he said, everything can change in a day, all right? Everything can change in a day, right? And no matter if it's never been in our sight or never been something we've imagined, everything in God's plan can change in a day. And there's actually a scripture that says, can a nation change in a day, right? Can a nation change in a day? And so let's go to this next one. This is the White House of Brazil, all right? Uh, the Lord just over this last uh, year or so uh, has opened doors of opportunity and, and actually windows probably of opportunity uh, to, for us to be in Brazil, all right? And so I was in Brazil in uh, December, this past December, ministering a lot, a lot of different churches, and they've got a great thing happening in Brazil in the church world there, uh, really passionate about the things of God. And so I'm in this home where I'm staying, uh, and my host came to me and said, uh, you've been invited in a half an hour to go to the White House, to the Brazil White House, uh, to meet with the president's wife, all right, uh, and pray and prophesy to her, all right, and we're going to leave in a half an hour, all right. Now, you know what? That was not on my window of radar, all right, uh, to go to the Brazil White House, and they call it the palace, all right? And so we went there and, and ministered to her. Her name's Michelle. We can go on. I think we've got another slide here. Uh, shows her uh, very young, very passionate about Jesus uh, and about the nation. Uh, her, her husband was named Jair Bolsonaro, uh, who was the president before the current one. Uh, who, he was a good president, really supported Christianity in some good ways there. Uh, then they elected this guy that is out of left field. Uh, he just got out of prison, all right, and they elected him as president, all right, in the nation right now. And so uh, sometimes nations can change in a day for good, sometimes not for good, all right, uh, but things can shift in a day. And so we go to this next slide. This was one month later at that same location where I'd been there. It had been peaceful. Uh, you know, the presence of the Lord was there. They had a chapel. They had a guy that led worship right on staff uh, at, the white, at their White House. And this one month later is a breakout of protests and riots, all right, uh, that happened in the nation. And uh, it was a tremendous... Uh, uh, it, it was hard for the church there because they had believed 
for another good president, all right, uh, to come in, and it didn't happen, all right? And so there's almost like a two-year uh, lag in time of what they're walking through and what we're walking through in the U.S., all right? And so they're just entering into this season. He came into office just in January. And, and so, uh, you know, so it's a key time for nations, all right? And I'm going to have you turn with me to a scripture in Matthew. We're going to look in Matthew uh, chapter 25. I want to look there. Matthew 25, and we're going to look in verse 31. Matthew 25, 31. And it said, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. All right? Now, uh, this was a scripture I always had a little bit of trouble with, like, how can this be, you know, because it seems like, you know, in whatever nation it is, uh, if it's a goat nation, uh, there's still going to be believers there, right? And vice versa, if it's a sheep nation, there's probably going to be unbelievers, all right, in that. So it was hard for me to get a perspective of what's the difference between sheep and goat nations. And I think uh, just over these last couple of months, the Lord has brought a revelation to me that, I, that, that settles it in my heart. Uh, and that is that the sheep nations will be nations that will not line up with a one-world government order, all right, uh, with a global system that's coming, an antichrist system that's coming, all right, which will be the darkness arising in the earth, all right, uh, that there will be sheep nations that will not line up with that, and goat nations will be the nations that do, all right, uh, that buy into that very system and become uh, those that are aligned uh, wrongfully uh, in God's purpose and plan. And so that's why I think there's such a war for the U.S. right now, right? In very much the same way there's a war in Brazil. Brazil's a very strategic nation. I really believe that Michelle Bolsonaro will be running for president in the next few years uh, and that she'll find favor and, and uh, the, the Lord will uh, place her in a position of authority there. Uh, I think he still has a plan for Brazil, although it doesn't look good right now, all right, uh, in that nation. And sometimes we're here in the U.S. say, it sure doesn't look very good in the U.S. right now, right? But you know what? We're not to give up on the U.S., right? And we're not to give up on what God's plan is because he's got still a great plan uh, for what he wants to happen here. And so I believe that many of you are called to be those that are going to be influential uh, in seeing that happen in whatever level you can. You know, wherever God has put you to be influential, whether it's on school boards. I know Alan and Diane have tremendous testimonies of involvement in education system. Uh, we talk about the seven mountains of society, uh, which is government, business, education, media, arts, and entertainment. Every one of those mountains of society, God's want people to be there to be influential there. Uh, Bishop and I go to an underground church in L.A. that's made up of actors, producers, and TikTok dancers. All right? How, how can you believe that, all right, uh, that someone is influential there? But you know what? They are. These young people, 20, 30-year-olds, passionate for the Lord and passionate to be influential wherever they can be, all right? So their men's dance troupe gets invited to go to the NBA Clippers, the basketball team in LA, to do a halftime show, right? And when they first get invited, uh, the, like the, they say you have to use our music, you have to do it a certain way. They watched them practice one time, and they said to them, you can do whatever you want to do, all right? And so their very first halftime show, they did a, a dance troupe to the song Crucified, all right? A Christian song, Crucified. And it was so well received, they got invited back to do 10 more halftime shows, right? And so, you know, God is infiltrating mountains that we don't even understand completely. We have, a, we have an adopted daughter from Trinidad we brought to the U.S. Her husband had just been invited to be an advisor on a Netflix movie, all right, uh, that had to do with deliverance, all right? And, and the person that was 
the director of the movie said, we want a true apostolic prophetic view of deliverance, right? Now, the amazing thing about that was it was a gay director that wanted this to happen, right? So how many know your mind kind of tilts in some of these things? But you know what? Be a light wherever you can be, right? And wherever God puts you and places you, uh, there's going to be a place where you can be influential in seeing some great things happen. All right, and I think we just maybe have one more here. Let's look here. Oh, yeah, I want to tell you a little bit about this. This, uh, back in 1947, actually, Albert Einstein and a bunch of other atomic scientists, like these really high-level thinkers, all right, not Christians, uh, but, but ones that develop the, like the atomic bomb and things like that, uh, decided that they were going to put up this, what they call a, an atomic clock, uh, and it has to do with how long they thought before some like cataclysmic event happened in planet Earth, all right, that kind of ended planet Earth as we know it, all right? And so they started this clock, and the interesting thing about this year is that they moved the hands on the clock to 90, mi- 90 seconds before midnight, and midnight represents the end of things as we know it, all right? And so that means, you know, even in the world of unbelievers, there's a sensing of something's happening in the earth, all right? Uh, there's a sensing of, you know, things are, are changing, things are uh, speeding up in God's timetable in terms of what's, what we're headed to. Uh, but the good news is God's in control, right? And that's what we always need to remember, that he's prophesied some things that are going to happen that will be darkness that we're going to see, but we have to understand that in the midst of darkness, we're to be light, all right? And we're to shine in that, in that season. I hear from my sister right here uh, that the Lord has uh, called you uh, to be impactful in some strategic ways. Uh, and sometimes prophetic acts are ways that God causes breakthrough to happen. And the Lord said that he's going to use you in some of those demonstrations. I see it with flags and with worship and with things that God stirs in your heart to do, uh, that there's going to be an anointing for breakthrough for you. Uh, And I also hear the Lord say that he's going to shift what you do on a daily basis. Okay? And that uh, what you have been doing is not what you're going to be doing. All right? And that the Lord has heard your heart's cry, all right, concerning this. And he's opening up these doors and windows of opportunity to position you in a place you never thought that you'd step into. Uh, But God's going to ordain it. You're going to be well equipped to be successful. uh, And that the Lord's going to do it for you. And so, Father, I just loose that now. Father, to this young lady, Lord, we loose that now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, so 90 seconds. Do all you can, all right? That's what I sense in my spirit. The urgency is that we need to be doing what God's called us to do. It's not time to sit on the sideline. Uh, You know, we're never too young. We're never too old to fulfill destiny, right? And that God wants to open up some really new things for many of you uh, this coming year, this year, and in the, in the years yet ahead, uh, there's some great things to happen. So I think we have one more here, and it's probably just this inside. Uh, Rise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Look at your neighbor and say, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. <laughs> All right. So how many of you really want to be used of God? Raise your hands really high. Okay, God sees every one of those hands, all right? Now, guess what we're going to do? We're going to do something, all right? We're going to do something, all right? And here's what I want you to do tonight. You know, I don't, I'm not going to take you through all the scriptures in Corinthians that talk about the prophetic, uh, but the one scripture that we can all relate to is, is a scripture that says that we should covet to prophesy, right? Uh, we should desire to uh, speak the word of the Lord. And you know what the good news is? God never tells us to do something that we're not able to do, all right? And so that means that every person, every believer has the ability to hear God's voice, all right, and to bring an impact and to bring a change. And so guess what we're going to do tonight? We're going to believe for that to happen, all right? Now, you know, I can't minister to every person tonight, all right? Uh, 
And if you know Shelley, she's known to give long prophetic words, all right? So it's funny. We start in a prayer line. We start at one end, and I'm at the other end praying for people. And you know where we meet? At the second person. We meet at the second person. You believe that, Kingsley? It's true. We, believe, we meet at the second person. <laughs> So here's what I want you to do uh, tonight. Yeah, we can have some music maybe. I'm going to ask you to uh, get up, move around, and find somebody that you're going to pray with tonight, and then I'll tell you how we're going to do that, all right? So you get up, move around, find somebody you didn't know. It's easiest to minister to people you've never seen before, all right? Uh, that's the easiest person to minister to. And so I'll have you move around a little bit. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show and also please rate and review it on iTunes because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter there and you can also donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with all of our social media sites there. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.